Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 246. Today is Thursday, 6-8-2023. That's June 8th, 2023. Uh, very exciting show today. This is a continuation of a show would you believe it was a month ago minus one day because it was may 9th today is june 8th uh that we had kelsey on and we were talking about it said what uh what the bible says about dot 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 uh, and we had a couple of extra topics we wanted to hit we have some other things that we're going to add in as well um and so it's going to be a great continuation of that episode so um, very exciting. Also, anytime you guys donate to elijahfire.com slash donate, all proceeds go towards keeping this free at five days a week. But then we also take a portion of every donation and you know what we do. We funneled into our water well efforts with show mercy international. Woo and, uh, so yeah, we're going to play a quick video on that, a quick update, and then we're going to get going. Here we go. The villages have got to walk all through this dirt and this, this swamp to go and pick water. To show you this is to really let you know you are not only uh, doing history but leaving a legacy. Because from, from this water to clean water, you have eliminated all diseases. There are many communities that are still struggling and suffering. Uh, so we continue to pray with you and continue to pray with us that we shall continue to lift up the standards of living of our people and that they can be free from all sicknesses. God bless you. We are now, we are now heading to the launch of a wonderful gift that you have donated yeah. to elevate these people from this level to the Glad. level now you're going to see. We clap for you. We thank you. We thank you so much for alleviating this community from bad, contaminated water. And we pray that God blesses you so much. We are going to open it and launch it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And on behalf of Elijah Steel, I hand over this hall to the leaders and to the people. And I dedicate it to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everyone who say, Amen. We have some water. Uh, so thank you guys again for your donations. Um, I, one thing I wanted to say really quick is if you wanted to actually go see these for yourself, you can actually partner with Show Mercy. If you go to showmercy.org, there's an actual place where you can find out about upcoming trips. They're leading places. Yeah, we've got showmercy.org right there. Um, and you can get involved that way. We also have another one of our well testimonials is from an Elijah Streams viewer who partnered with Show Mercy themselves, and they went over there and they got to see the Elijah Streams wells, all that stuff. We're digging a new freshwater well every three days, so um, a lot of amazing work has been done because of your guys' generosity. So thank you guys so much. Um, that, the, that type of contribution does not go unre unrewarded in heaven. And, um, I mean, you're 
transforming communities because of your guys' generosity, even just believing in this ministry, Elijah's dreams, all that stuff. So thank you guys so much. Also, uh, tomorrow's episode, which is Friday, is at 3.30 p.m. Why, you ask? Because we are going to be having Mandy Woodhouse back on. Woo! We love Mandy. Um, and she's in Adelaide, Australia. So it's a, a this is easier because otherwise it'd be like it's a Saturday for them and it would be like seven in the morning and we didn't want to do that if we were like no you have to start at two it'd be like seven something in the morning so we want to be loving to our guests as much as possible so uh also one last thing before we get started this is very exciting you guys we have a survey that we would like you guys to fill out in the description under the stuff we talked about section right there at the top there is a survey. You click that and it takes you to a survey. Fancy that. And there are three options that you can click up to three options and submit of topics that you would like us to talk more about. We want to hear from you guys. There's also an other section. So you can click the other section just in case you're like, well, I like three of these, but there's also a fourth one I want to add. What you can do, here's a little hack. All right. You click two of them. And for your third option, you click other, and then you can put in the suggested title you want that's not there, but also the other one that is there that you want to select. So that's really easy. You can also throw in any ideas that you have. Uh, Jeff, I want you to talk about teddy bears more, all that kind of stuff. That's uh, kind of weird, but you know, whatever. We want your voices to be heard. So this is how you do it. So we're going to be promoting this for the next week. So, uh, and I'll be reminding people at the end as well. Uh, so click that link, fill out this survey it takes like, you know, a minute tops, uh, and that'll really help us out and it'll make your voices heard. So, uh, today's guest, most everybody knows who she is, but there might be one person who doesn't. She is the founder of marriage of the land ministries, but she's also the co-host of Elijah stream. So anytime Steve is away, it's usually Kelsey and she does a fantastic job once in a blue moon. It's me. Um, but, uh, she is also the host of torch carriers. You can find that on the ISN app or on rumble. Hey, let's give it up for my guest and friend, Kelsey O'Malley. Kelsey, what is up? I can't believe it's already been a month since I've last talked to you. I know. I was like, wow, that went really fast. That went really, yeah. really fast. Cause it was like, right. Yours was the first show I did back from israel and mm -hmm. so i it's crazy that's already been a month i know Time flies. well i know we're gonna we, we want to start the show because there's always a lot of stuff that we have to say mm -hmm. i know like what i'm kind of long-winded jeff can laugh at that because it's <laughs> true um and i can't i can't be on crazy amounts because i have a little babe who's mm -hmm. not feeling the best he's he's getting a little bit better but you know my time is now a lot thinner than it used to be. But I just want to start off by, I actually just want to pray because I don't know what your day has looked like um, or what your week has looked like, but mine has been kind of hard and difficult. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to open in prayer because my heart really needs it. And I'm sure that your heart needs it too, because we all go through stuff that's really yeah. hard and not easy. So let's just open in prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, join us. Close your eyes. Just think of the Lord right now and 
I just want you to give all that stuff to him because that's what we're going to do right now. So Father, you know exactly what our days have been like, what our weeks have been like. God, you know exactly what are our struggles. Lord, the places where we feel uh, defeated or Lord, less than or times this week that maybe we failed, whether it be as a wife or a husband or a friend, uh, as a mom, maybe at work, Lord, you know all of that. And we just want to give it to you right now, God. We just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill hearts right now, Lord, that your presence would come and would be within us and upon us, Lord, that we know that we go through life and we don't do it alone, and that life is hard, Lord. You said that there would be tribulation in this life, but take heart, you've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, we thank you that you've overcome every situation that we're going through right now. Lord, you've already overcome it. You've already won, Lord. We just look to you today, God. We look past all of the hard things, God, and we focus on you, Jesus. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would be with us on this broadcast. You would be with us today throughout the rest of the day and the, the rest of the week and into the weekend that, God, you would remind us that you're always there. You stick closer than a brother. So, God, I thank you that you fill us all, those who are weary, those who feel down, Lord, those who are feeling depressed. Lord, when situations have come into their lives, God, that they didn't invite those situations into their life, God, but they showed up anyways. Lord, those are such hard times, God. But with you, Lord, we have strength. And so, Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time we all get together. We thank you that any time we go through hard things, we can always refocus upon you and that we're perfectly loved and that we have a hope, an eternal hope that is beyond imagination, beyond words. God, right now, for those who are sick in their bodies, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come. I pray you would heal bodies right now. That you would heal sicknesses right now. Lord, if there's been pain where people haven't been able to sleep at night, God, I thank you right now for bringing healing to those areas, Lord. I thank you right now for touching low back pain, Lord. We bless you for that. We thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that you're healing insomnia, Lord, that they would lay their heads down tonight and they would have sleep, uh, sweet rest and sleep, God. And Lord, I thank you that you're breaking off all condemnation right now. Lord, we bless you for that. Father, I thank you right now that a shoulder's being healed. God, thank you for that. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Father, thank you for lifting every single heavy thing. Lord, where there's been um, disagreements, within marriages this week, God. Uh, there's been words said, Lord, we thank you that you bring healing to those areas. God, I ask that you would give them strength and courage to forgive and that you would give them strength and courage to sit down and have conversations with their spouse, hard conversations, Lord, and that you would be present with them, Lord, and that you would teach us how to love. You would teach us how to forgive by your perfect example of love, your perfect example of forgiveness. 
Lord, we bless you today and we thank you for your sweet presence, Lord, that envelops us. We love you, Jesus. We bless you. Amen. 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 All right, guys, if you're feeling any anything, just begin to comment now. Even when I was praying, there's some people who were really starting to feel pain in a certain area of their body, and they don't normally have pain there. That's usually how a word of knowledge comes. So if you're starting to feel something in your body, maybe you're starting to feel some pain in your neck or in your head, and you normally don't have that, I want you to just begin to type that in right now because there could be someone else watching that needs to be healed of that. And that word of knowledge mm, will release good. that healing unto them. So just begin to type it in. If you're seeing anything during prayer, just begin to type that in because we're a body and we need each other. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing I've learned that when we go through hard times and we go through a season maybe of suffering, having another believer that you can fellowship with that can encourage you is a priceless. I mean, it is priceless, you know, like having money and having things and possessions. And let's say I had a really awesome house and a really awesome car. Let's say I had a Lamborghini. Well, is that Lamborghini going to get me through hard times? Can that Lamborghini counsel me, encourage me, comfort me? No, <laughs> it can't. Relationships are priceless. And so having um, godly friends around you people who can strengthen you with the word of God, when you feel down, call them. Don't, don't isolate yourself. Call someone. Hey, I'm really, I feel really bad today. This is happening to me. You know, let talk to someone about it. You know, don't keep it inside. And mm. if you don't have anyone, the Holy Spirit is always there and you can just close your eyes. Jesus is right there. God hears every word, you know, prayer, I think when we go through really good times in life and really highs, our prayer kind of like trickles because, yeah. you know, it's like we, we're having maybe um, we got that job we always wanted or maybe something is just, you know, guys, we go through highs in life and lows mm -hmm. in life. That's everyone does that. So when we're at the highs in life, I think sometimes we forget how much we need God, but there is such a blessing in the suffering. And I know some people won't like me saying that. Like, what are you talking about? A blessing in suffering? No, there is a blessing in suffering because when we have nothing to rely on, we have no one there. We have nothing, and but we have God. That is, there's such a blessing in being able to lean upon God and knowing that he's there. There is such a blessing in being comforted by the Holy Spirit. He is the comforter. We're told, we're told that in the scripture, there is such a blessing in pouring your heart out to God. And, you know, people love to say, well, you just have to surrender. You just have to surrender. Well, when everything's going really awesome in your life, you're not really surrendering. You're like living, you know, on cloud nine. Mm. But when you go through something hard, you are surrendering time and time again. You know, there the tears, I, I saw a picture one time of this notebook and there's tears on the notebook. And at the end they wrote, amen. And it was just tears. And God sees every single time you suffer, every single hardship you go through, God sees that. And he understands Jesus understands he walked the earth and he went through stuff that we go through and he's there to help us. He's interceding on our behalf. 
He's there to help and strengthen us. So just know that you're never alone when you go through something, even though you may feel alone, you're never, mm. ever alone. God is always there. He hears every single prayer and there is a blessing in, in it. You may not see it right now, but eventually you'll look back and you will see the blessing that God had for you in this season and in this time. And go ahead, Jeff. I know you want to say something. <laughs> How'd you know? Um, <laughs> I no, know. I just think also if some of you are in a place of needing some answers from God, like, like they're actual things that you are. And I, Lauren and I are currently going through this. All right. Mm -hmm. So if no one else is, I am, but a lot of, a lot of us are right. Yeah. Um, if you're not hearing the answer right away it's not because god is like ah they're on their own <laughs> like that's the exactly. lot like for some reason like we always that, that becomes a temptation is like god's not talking to me i did mm -hmm. something wrong I've, I've done something wrong and then the panic Come sets on. in and then you're like trying to like find all these things to like yeah whatever and it's like any time in my life that i've been in a situation like this where i'm like okay we're just we're we we're we're needing to press in and we're not hearing an answer right away mm -hmm. um i have never a 10 out of 10 times i have i have always realized that god was there the whole time so like god is not always. distant god is not uh but there are times that we go through where we need to press in and we need to um seek his face and yeah. um and that that is part of the process, not just the right. answer and not looking at the, okay, God, what do I want? Okay. Yeah. Back to normal. This is normal. Pressing into the Lord is normal and it should be normal. hard times are normal. Yeah. Hard times are normal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I want to say this too, and pressing in for some people might look different than for other people. Okay. For me right now, Pressing in is when I am going to bed at night and because all day I'm needed by a three-month-old and my other two children, my mm -hmm. husband, my house, ministry, email, it's nonstop. So for me to take an hour with God right now in the season I'm in is not going to happen unless it is at night when I put the baby to bed and I'm in my bed and I'm going to sacrifice that time for sleep. But God's telling me, I want you to sleep. I yeah. want you to rest. Mm -hmm. So let's get into the importance of storing up oil. Because if I had not stored up oil, if I had not the season before I'm in right now, talking to moms, or maybe you're pregnant right now, maybe you're wanting to be pregnant, maybe you've just had a baby, maybe you want to have a baby, just store this in, in the back of your mind, is that it's hard when you are first a new mom. And even when you're pregnant towards the end, you're not really sleeping, but you still have some time for yourself. But having a baby, you have no time. So if I had not been intimate all that time with the Lord and read the word and been faithful to do that, I have stuff stored within me, treasures from God's word within me. And so when I do feel like, God, I'm not spending a lot of time with you in this season. I want to, but I'm so tired. God understands that. And the Holy Spirit, 
He's, he's so awesome. He's our best friend. I love him because for me, he's always been my comforter. Always since day one. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. When I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, it was the lowest point in my life. I was um, really depressed and sad. I was in a serious relationship and the person just completely left, didn't tell me anything. I was crying myself to sleep. Um, I was born again, but I wasn't following the Lord like I am now. Um, and that night I felt, I cried myself to sleep and the Holy Spirit came that night. I didn't even know what speaking in tongues was. So that night I woke up in the middle of the night, uncontrolled, just out of, aroused out of sleep, uncontrollably speaking in a tongue I didn't know. And so for me, the Holy Spirit has always comforted me when I am weak and when I feel down and when I'm tired or when I'm upset, the Holy Spirit is always going to be your comforter. Mm -hmm. And so when I feel like that now, he still comes the same way. But instead of that initial baptism, he brings those treasures that are deep within me, which is the scripture. So a scripture will flood through my mind. And it's the it's a kiss from heaven, really, because it is the Lord encouraging me and strengthening me through his word. But if I had not studied his word and spent time with him and collected the oil, I, I wouldn't I couldn't pull on anything right now. So I'd feel tired and defeated and I couldn't spend as much time with the Lord that I wanted to, but I wouldn't have anything to pull on. I I'd f- just feel defeated. But because of that time that I spent with the Lord, now the Holy Spirit can pull that up within me and encourage me off of that. And the one thing I want to say about the the Lord is that he knows exactly your situation and he's not expecting you to spend hours and hours and hours and hours in his presence every day for the rest of your life. Uh, God understands we live on earth. And there were times where Jesus would go out all day and he would have the sick come and then he would go away to the mountains at night. And there were seasons where he would, times where he would do that. Mm -hmm. And so he understood what it was like to be overwhelmed with all that he had to do. And then he also understood how he had to go away and he had Mm -hmm. to spend time. So Just know that storing up all the stuff you're storing up, maybe you're in the opposite season of me right now. Maybe you're in a season where you are spending hours with the Lord, and that's amazing. You're in that wilderness time. Know that you feel like, I'm spending so much time with the Lord, but I'm not really getting anything. You're storing up that oil, and it could be for later use. But God knows exactly why you're in the place you're at right now in your life. God knows exactly why um, maybe he's pulling on your heart to pray more. Maybe he's mm-hmm. pulling on your heart to read and you just ha- you feel like you have a grace on you just to read the word and read the word. and re- Well, know that that's like a beautiful treasure chest that God is filling right now. And there will be a time where you will have to pull from that. And then, um, you know, no, no time with him is wasted. And don't feel guilty if maybe you are working 60 hours a week and you're like, man, I just, maybe you're a mom or a dad full time. And it's just so much. God knows that. And he is so faithful through the Holy Spirit to come and to comfort you. 
and to to lead you into all truth. You know, that's what he does. So just be encouraged, whatever, whatever season you're in right now, um, nothing is ever wasted with God yeah, ever. So <laughs> You'll never look back and say, wow, I wish I didn't spend that time reading the Bible and right. I did something <laughs> else. You'll never, ever say that. I wish I didn't yeah. spend that time praying or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people, um, if you listen to ministers, like, uh, just use an example, um, not going to say their name, but you know, if you watch uh, like Sid Roth or some, you know, you'll hear ministers say, oh, I pray every day, all day, all the time. And it's like this unattainable type of thing. Like, what do you mean you pray? Like they'll say, I pray in the spirit all the time. I'm always in yeah, the spirit. I it's believe like, you want to do that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean though? Like, what are you talking about? Like, come on, let's, let's, you know, not lie because God doesn't like a liar. So to, to be spiritual and to be close to the Lord is a matter of turning and yielding your heart to him. It's not a matter of works. It's not that that doesn't mean if I say, well, I pray in tongues all the time. And so I'm somehow more holy than you. Holiness has nothing to do with the act of praying in tongues because tongues is a gift. Mm -hmm. So because it's a gift and because you you pray in it, you pray in the spirit. I feel like, to be honest, if I was doing something wrong, I could still pray in the spirit. But, you know, it's not like it you can just it's not like it just goes away. You know, you can do it whenever you will to do it. So I think people have this misconception of being close to the Lord is like, oh, I'm always praying in the spirit. I'm always doing this. I'm, but really what he wants is he wants a heart that's yielded to him and obedient to his word. And he wants a heart that in the times where you're busy or not busy, your heart glances towards his eyes and your eyes are always, even if it's just for a second, your focus, you, you focus on him. Why? Because you love him mm. because you, you, you want to spend time with him, but you just don't have that time right now. But it's the heart that God looks at. He He's always looking upon the heart. So I can say, well, I pray in tongues all the time. But, you know, when we pray in tongues, it says our minds are unfruitful. So a lot of times when you pray in the spirit, you can really like wander off and still be praying in the spirit. You know, I've had people ask me, what do you think about when you pray in the spirit? I'm like, Jesus, you know, yeah, I'm not but, thinking of anything. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of, I think of the Lord. And so anyways, it's just understand that God looks upon the heart and that's what he desires from you. Mm -hmm. He desires your heart, your love. Will you be perfect? No. Will you do all the things perfect? No. But he's desiring that gaze from you, that mm -hmm. that look from you, and knowing that, hey, her, his heart is stayed upon me. And, you know, the Bible says, I'll give perfect peace to those whose eyes stay upon me, hearts stay upon me. Mm -hmm. I'll give them perfect peace. And that is where our peace comes from, is our gaze upon him and knowing who Jesus is. Our situation becomes really small when we know how big God is. Yeah. And so look to God today because your situation could be tremendously hard. I mean, some people are really, really not well in their bodies. I mean, they're 
they're very sick. Some people have cancer. They're they're on their deathbed, but your situation is so huge in the natural. Mm-hmm. But when we keep our eyes focused upon Jesus, everything else seems to get really, really small. And after even spending five minutes just reading his word and understanding who he is, it's amazing how you go to look at your situation again and you're like, I made this way bigger than it has to be. And a lot of times our I've never done that, Kelsey. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> never. I don't I don't even know. No. Yeah, all just the time. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time we do that. Mm-hmm. So we we make our situation so much bigger because that's just I think that's the natural mind. I think that's the flesh of a person. I think mm-hmm. that's our flesh just does that. Like something small happens and we're like, I'm never going to this again. Like we just blow it up, you know, to this huge thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to be reminded. I need to be reminded all the time. Keep your eyes on him. Keep looking to him. That's, that's a reminder we all need every single day. You can't hear that enough. You can't be um, encouraged enough to remind, to be reminded, to keep your eyes on Jesus and know that he sees, he knows, and maybe he's not answering you right now, like Jeff said, with a specific answer for your prayers, but he is working. He is working in your situation. Mm -hmm. God's hand is on you. God's love is on you. The Holy Spirit is in you. God's not left you as an orphan. God is with you. Yep. And so it may not be the exact phrase you want to hear or like, go here, do this. Don't, don't move, move. Like maybe you're not hearing that exact thing, but know that the peace of God is going to guide you in your situation. So if you're not hearing from the Lord specifically, I want to encourage you that his peace will dwell on the road you should walk on. So there's many, many paths we can choose to go. And God's made it that way. We have free will. So we can choose many, many paths. And God can show up in every one of those paths. That's what I love about God. See, we always think there's only, I, if I only go this way. Well, that's not true because of free will and mm-hmm. because God's with us. So we have the choice to make, but that doesn't, God will show up here, but he will also show up here. He'll show up in your mistakes because he understands you're human. So let's say you make the wrong choice. Let's say you're not supposed to move and things are going to be really hard if you do move, but you don't know that. And so you step out in faith and you move and you're, it's really, really hard. And you're like, God, where are you? But I'm telling you, God will show up in that time, even though maybe you didn't make the smartest choice. That doesn't mean God's going to say, oh, I'm leaving you. You made the wrong choice. Oh, that, Mm -hmm. that stinks for you. He doesn't do that. He helps you along the way, but Mm -hmm. I can advise you that his peace is a wonderful marker on which path you should take. So if you are thinking about a couple different things, just look to him and say, God, would you, would you guide me by your peace? And would you help me know what's right? And would you, would you put um, your presence on it, your peace on it? So that way, when someone talks about something, you just, even though it may be so much and so big god's peace is there yeah and, that's really, you know, really important god says don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow will worry about itself and mm-hmm. what is worrying add to your life nothing, nothing. nothing. except stress but we all we yeah. all do it though we all do yeah. it 
So to be reminded that worrying isn't going to help your situation, make it come, solve it faster, give you answers, it's not going to happen. But the peace of God will help you, will guide you, will lead you. Um, also wise counsel. I encourage you to talk to people that know the Lord, are sound in the word of God, and they can help you and counsel you in decisions that you're going to make. So a multitude of counselors is always a wise decision. So you're not doing it alone because sometimes you think all these thoughts and you get overwhelmed by thoughts and then you're kind of stuck in your head. And if you don't have anyone to speak sound wisdom to you, you can, you can make a really bad decision. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you also to reach out, talk about it um, with other people and ask for wise counsel. Also ask for prayer. Hey, would you pray for me? You know, um, these are all good things to do when you kind of don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I think like that's something that I'm glad you mentioned, um, about having peace is I know that there are some people that are being presented with things right now that look good and they should be like, I should be excited about this, but I, something's just not sitting right. And sometimes we can look at ourselves and be like, something's wrong with me. Um, or we kind of hang in that spot of you're presented with things and they look good, but for some reason you don't have peace about it and going, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is all I'm getting. I I'm on my own. I need to figure this out on my, my own. If you don't have peace about something, wait on the Lord. And, um, and then, you know, some of you might go, well, but this, these are like time sensitive things that are being presented to me. Pursue the Lord, wait on the Lord, continue. He will give you, he will present you with the solution to whatever you're being faced with, you know? Yeah. So, um, when I think just going back to like hearing God, um, and, and, quiet time with the Lord and spending time with the Lord, you know, as I've grown in the Lord, it's, it's a lot more nuanced, you know, um, like Mm -hmm. for instance, last night, um, even I was praying, you know, I was started journaling again. I kind of go through phases with journaling where sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, um, sometimes actually journaling, don't get too beholden to a specific thing. Because for me, if I'm in a certain, if I'm going through a certain thing in the, conditions are just right. Journaling actually is not a good thing for me because Mm -hmm. I can, if I'm, if I press in where I'm like, no, I want to journal. It's like, God is actually intending for me to, to engage with people and to, there's certain people in my life that he's asking me to process with. Um, Mm -hmm. and that journaling actually just gets me too introspective. Um, so I, I think uh, for me, it's been a very, like, uh, just a very, flowy kind of thing where, okay, now I've just feel like I'm, I feel like the Lord wants me to journal uh, right now. So anyways, I was journaling and I was praying about something specifically. And then he, um, a thought popped in my head from 2008. Uh, and it was completely unrelated to what I was talking about. It was just a good Mm -hmm. memory actually. That's it. And, um, and I was like, rather than dismissing it, I was like, well, that's, interesting that I thought of this exact thing, a very specific memory from 2008. And then I was like, God, why did you bring this uh, up? And it was literally just because he knew it would, it would bring joy to me. Like just that, that thought. And, and, and 
it was also the summer that I met Lauren too, which was 2008. And that summer is, it was a very special summer for me, a very special time with me and the Lord. And so he was just bringing up a memory because he knew it would bring peace to me in the midst of me waiting on him for some answers for certain things. So don't be so quick to, Oh my God, I got to focus. I got to focus on like, sometimes, sometimes I've sat down to like be diligent and read the word. And then he's like, you, me, and then he'll target a specific, like I have a lot of art books. I love looking at art, concept art mm -hmm. for films and games and all that stuff. And he's like, you, me, that art book now. And then, and then it was like, literally just looking at, cause it's like, there's no text. You're just looking at art. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. then, and then it was like, it was like another phase to my, my time with the Lord. And, and cause you know, for me, it was like a process of looking at those and condemning doing something like that. And it was like, I had a thought one time where I was like, I should be doing this and this and this more. And then he, there was like, I just felt God's delight in that. Like I'm very, it, my interactions with him are, are very unique to him and myself. And that, right. that is an aspect of it. I, he knows I love art. He knows I, you know, and 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 inviting him into that time and um is yeah. is is important. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. Um, yes. So I think for me that was just a good reminder last night of of um, you know, it's like not being so beholden to a specific. This is how this is the only right. way that God can connect. It's funny because we talked about this on yesterday's show. I had Abby Duplaga and um your ministry partner shannon on and, and we were talking about this very thing so it's obviously on god's heart for his people yeah definitely and what you're talking about too is i think a lot of people want to know how do i grow in my love for jesus mm -hmm. and how do i continue to grow in loving him and it's a beautiful thing what you just said because when you continue to grow in your love for the Lord. So at first, when you become a believer, you know, you understand, um, you know, okay, I'm gonna, I need to do this, this, and this, I need mm -hmm. to read the Bible and I need to pray. And you kind of, uh, you know, just start with baby steps, but you don't ever want to reach this plateau point where you're like, well, I know all the word I've read the mm -hmm. Bible 50 million times. <laughs> I know all the things I know you never want to get there yeah. because you're not going to grow anymore if mm -hmm. you get there and you always want to grow in your relationship or your love for the Lord. So how do you do that? Well, it's beautiful what Jeff said, because he said, I enjoy looking at art books and, you know, I just talked to the Lord why I did it. I just thought about the Lord why I did it. Mm -hmm. And that is really you'll notice that the more you walk with the Lord, it, people say like, oh, you lose your, um, fire, you lose your, um, what is your zeal mm -hmm. for the Lord as you grow, but you don't have to, right. you don't have to lose your zeal for the Lord. It should be because, exciting. Right. Because yeah. what I've learned is that the more I know him, the more my heart desires for him. So the more I learn about him, the more amazed I am by him, the more the Holy Spirit unlocks things to my mind when I read the Bible and I'll, you know, or I'll study commentaries and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. God, you're amazing. 
And my love grows because when I'm in the car, I want to talk to him. Or, you know, when I'm, like Jeff said, when I'm looking through something, I want to include him in it. And growing in our love for the Lord is really, really important because you never really make it, which is so funny because people think like, oh, you've made it, you know, when you've whatever. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. I definitely used to think that. You don't. You don't ever make it because you're always growing yourself. You're you're learning new things. You're growing as a person. And then Mm -hmm. you're growing in God. Mm -hmm. So there's always the Holy Spirit is also correcting you. you know, teaching you. The Lord says, I love those I love, I rebuke and um, correct those I love. So the Holy Spirit is always having his perfect work in us. And I think when you understand that the Holy Spirit's a person and he's not just like some, um, you start to understand that he's there always to help you. And he's there always to point you to Jesus. So with all things you walk through, he can point you to Jesus if you ask. (laughs) And sometimes when you don't ask, he still does it anyways um, through conviction and stuff. And you're like, Lord, I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, continue to grow in your love for God. Don't don't just get to a place where you think, okay, I've made it. And you don't want to get there. You always want to cultivate that relationship with the Lord and learn more about him because the Lord's beautiful. And the more you learn about him, I'm telling you, the more you will want him. It's amazing. The more you seek him, you know, it says, if you seek me, you'll find me. But I I think too, if you seek him, the more you want to seek him, the more you want to know him, you want to be like him. You know, you want to spend time with him. It's just a result of learning about the Lord. So don't ever think that, oh, I've made it or, you know, I've got this this thing or whatever. There's always fresh bread um, every day. There's fresh revelation every day. And it could be from the same scripture you read yesterday. You read it Mm -hmm. again the next day and the Lord kind of gives you another layer to it to apply to your life. And this is the walk of a Christian. People kind of think of Christians in a negative light, like, oh, that's boring. And I don't want to do, I don't want to give up my life and I don't want to do all that. But it is the most amazing, um, wonderful, sacrificial, beautiful life is serving the Lord and knowing the Lord. There is nothing more beautiful in life than getting to know him more and more. There's nothing more precious in life than sitting down and journaling or reading the word or praying or Mm -hmm. seeing the love of God. And then what happens is you have children and you pour into your children and then you sit with your children and they begin to say things about the Lord. And it's like, oh my gosh, like you don't really realize the fruit of your life until those around you that you've impacted start changing. Mm. And you see it's the Lord doing the work in them, but you're sowing the seeds of, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. You're sowing those seeds and they're going to produce a fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And you start to see it in others. And it's it's amazing how God yeah. works in you and then works in you to touch 
to touch others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one, one of the questions we had, I know we didn't get to last time. Um, let's see, where is it? Um, so let's talk about fellowshipping. I'm going to question six. Let's talk about fellowshipping with people because now we're, you know, kind of getting into being around. I talked about the importance of being around, having godly people in your life mm -hmm. when you need encouragement. You know, some are eyes, some are ears, some are hands. You know, the body of Christ is multifaceted in different ways and we're not all the same. So if I had everything, I wouldn't need Jeff. I wouldn't need anyone else because I was, okay, I have everything, but that's not the way God created us. He created us, you know, man needs a wife, wife needs a husband, you know, they need each other. They become one flesh. God created us so that we would love and need one another. And so when we talk about fellowshipping, um, you know, I've heard some people say, a uh, worship leader one time on stage was saying, you know, uh, a lot of my friends, you know, they're all atheists. And I thought, what are you doing being friends with atheists? <laughs> because uh, according to the word, you know, I'm going to get into the scripture to to say all this because I always mm -hmm. want to point you guys back to scripture. But, you know, um, what does darkness have to do with light? What does a temple of God have to do with a, a dungeon of demons, you know, a little bit of leaven can ruin the whole lump. Mm -hmm. And so who you surround yourself with and who you fellowship with, it's really, really important to your walk, um, to your walk in the flesh, to your walk in the spirit. You know, people of the world, the Bible says they don't understand spiritual matters. So right there, if you're going through something hard and you call someone who's an unbeliever, they're definitely not going to be giving you any type of spiritual sound advice, especially not from the word of God. Um, they're going to feed your flesh, which is what we want to snuff out and crucify. Right. We, we don't want to feed that, especially when we're going through something hard, because immediately we go into the flesh. We get upset. We get angry. We get discouraged. All that stuff happens when something hard comes in our life. So we don't need someone to add fuel to that fire. We want to add fuel to the fire of walking in the spirit, not walking in the flesh. So if you're surrounded by only unbelievers and you call them and say, hey, this is going on. I'm really defeated and fresh. Well, they're going to give into the fleshly part, which is mm -hmm. only worse. So yeah. being surrounded by believers, they're going to sow into the spirit because they understand spiritual matters. Right. You know? Yeah. And go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think the uh, addressing the elephant in the room would say, I don't think that you're saying you cannot have anybody that you would consider a friend who's an atheist. But what you are, because I actually do have some friends who aren't believers, but I wouldn't, I would never go to them for, they're not part of my inner circle. Like they're people that right. are like, I'm obviously like, I pray for them and I want to see God transform their lives. All right. Mm -hmm, so there mm -hmm. is, but, but in terms of an inner circle, I don't, mm -hmm. uh, all of them are believers. I, my yeah. entire inner circle are believers. And, and for the reasons that you're talking about, like the people that I surround myself with are believers. The right. people that I, uh, you know, break bread with and bear burdens with those are believers. Right. Because of exactly what you're talking about. Um, 
you know, I would say anybody who's not like, yeah. Anyways. Well, let me read the scripture real quick, just because yeah. that's going to help. That's going to help too. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 5. So you guys can head over there um, to start with. So 1 Corinthians 5 says, it's starting in verse 1. It's actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that's not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you know that a little leaven ruins the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or swindlers, idolaters, since you would need to be out of the world. But now I'm writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother if he's guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I do with judging outsiders? It is not those inside the church whom you judge. God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Okay, that's the first. I'm going to comment on this scripture. Then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 6. So this first scripture is a believer in, in the um, Corinthian church who is sleeping with his father's step, wife, his stepmom. Step so <laughs> Paul is saying, I know. Nasty. <laughs> he's saying, you know, he's saying it's worse than the world. And yeah. the sad reality is that there are some people in the church, even in leadership, doing mm -hmm. things worse than the people in the world, mm -hmm. having affairs when even the people in the world don't do that. So that's there's still some things like that happen in the church. And so Paul's saying, listen, don't fellowship with people like that that you know are practicing sexual immorality within the church. So when you have friends that are believers and you know they're in sexual sin, don't eat, Paul says don't even eat with one of those. Don't mm -hmm. fellowship with one. And the amazing thing is he says, which you'll never hear this today, but hand him over to Satan for the saving of his soul, basically. So what? Ha why would he say that? Well, why do you say that? Because when you hand him over to, do, to go full into his sin, so you say here, go full into your sin. What happens is sin destroys you and causes death. So what, what is that sin going to produce? Repentance. So Paul's saying that not to be, oh, send him to hell. Paul's not saying that. Paul is saying, let give him fully to his sin. Give him fully into his sin so that he would repent and he would come back and then you could offer forgiveness. That's why Paul said that. So that's a believer. But now I'm going to read... 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. 
For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Why is God saying this? Because when you become unequally yoked with a believer, what happens is the leaven that they carry can easily get into your lump. So let's say yeast. If you've ever made bread, you know that there's a packet that you have to put in the water with the yeast. And it's like these little tiny things and it blows it up. So what happens is a little bit of that gets in. Even if a little bit of that yeast gets in the mixture, the bread is still going to expand and rise. You don't even have to dump the whole, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And your water, your life can become tainted by being around unbelievers. And what I mean by that is I mean deep fellowship with them. So if you are spending all your time, like let's mm -hmm. say you're a circle of friends, if you're spending all your time with this person, let's say they have a filthy mouth, um, they're in sin, they're, you know, drinking, they're doing drugs, they're having, you know, problems, maybe they're cheating on their wife or, you know, what happens is that type of lifestyle can easily uh, affect you, affect the way Absolutely. you think. It can pull you away yes. from, even pull you away from God. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just, that's why we're exhorted. Listen, be separate from the world. Don't, don't be like them. Now, Paul says what I just read in first Corinthians five, he says, now, am I telling you to come out of the world and never talk to anyone that's not born again? Of course not, because our lives acts as a, a witness to Christ. The way you live a godly life is your witness. So your words mean not, your words don't really mean very much. It's the way that you live. So you can preach Christ, you can preach the gospel to your friends. But if you're living in a way that doesn't represent Christ, your friends are seeing your actions, not your words. Because words aren't sticking, actions do. So um, know that when you're around people, they're definitely looking at the way that you live. If you are fellowshipping with, with unbelievers, they're seeing the way you live. They're seeing how you conduct your life. Do you have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness? Are you, uh, do you have self-control? All of these things. So do they see Christ in you? Because that's what is your witness is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's yeah. the hope of glory. And so, um, just know that we are called to, of course, witness, but more so, witness with your life. So be generous, you know, be kind, uh, pray for those. And the one thing I can say about, let's say you work with unbelievers and so you fellowship because you work with them. Whenever there's some type of crisis, if you have represented Christ in the way that you live, that person, I guarantee will come to you first. Yeah. Oh yeah. They will come to mm -hmm. you and say, listen, I just got diagnosed with this. I don't know who to go to. Will you pray for me? I know you believe in Jesus. What do I do? Or my husband just left me or whatever. There's a situation that comes up in your life. And the beautiful witness of Christ is that 
when people reach their lowest, they want to reach out to Christ. And so they see Christ in you. And so they reach out to you. And, and that is your witness. And that's the time where you can witness and you can share the love of Jesus and you can really show who he is and be there for that person. But let's say you've just, you've never uh, lived your life for Christ and you're not a good example of Christ. When something bad happens in that person's life where they want to reach out to Christ, they're not going to turn to you because you're no different than anyone else. Mm -hmm. You're just like everyone else at the yeah. office. You know, you curse, you drink, you go out, you cheat, you steal, you lie. If you're just like everyone else, that person is not going to come to you. So it's really important to represent Christ when you're with un unbelievers and believers. Of course, you always want to, you know, you're not going to be perfect, but you always want to make sure that you understand that you are picking up your cross and following Christ and they're going to want to follow you as you follow Christ. So should you be completely never talk to an unbeliever? No, I'm not saying that. Def, Paul's not saying that. Paul obviously says, no, you definitely should. But he's saying, listen, do not be unequally yoked. And so when you think of a yoke, you think of someone like two oxen get yoked together. So you are walking side by side with this person. This person is like you talked about the inner circle. Like mm -hmm. that person is yoked to you. The Bible exhorts us, don't be yoked with unbelievers. And you can say, well, I'm praying for them. And that's awesome. You should always pray for unbelievers. You should always live a Christ-like life. You should always be generous to them, kind to them, be there for them when they need prayer. But don't be yoked with them in that deep relationship. Because what happens is like the Bible said, a little bit of leaven can ruin the lamp. What does the yeah. temple of the living God have to do with a temple of demons? So you you don't want to be in like that. If you understand, you guys understand what I'm saying, that real close relationship. Um, the Bible says don't do that. So maybe you do have some friends that are really close with you. Okay, well, what do I do now? <laughs> because mm -hmm. I do have a really close friend. Okay, this is what I would say is I would say, Talk to the Lord about it. First of all, always talk to God. Read the scriptures that I just read to you, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 Corinthians 6, over and over again, and let that truth be alive in you because the truth is the only thing that's going to change your mind. What I'm telling you right now isn't going to change your mind, but the Bible will change your mind because it is absolute truth. It's the sword mm -hmm. of the spirit. It divides. So my opinion won't divide, but the word of God will. So read that over and over again. And ask the Lord, how do I be a better witness for you? Because this is one thing I can say, when you're a really good witness for Christ, they don't want to be friends with you because <laughs> you're too good. You're, you don't do anything. You don't want to do anything. When I, when I, I remember being friends with unbelievers when I first came to the Lord and they started, they, they didn't like me anymore. Because I wouldn't go out with them anymore. I wouldn't drink with them anymore. I wouldn't gossip with them anymore about people. They didn't like me. And so pretty soon they dropped me. I didn't have to drop them. Mm -hmm. It made it easy for you. Who They're like, who is this? This is not the person we knew. Like, who is this person? We don't like her. Mm -hmm. She's because light exposes darkness. So really the truth is, is that if you're shining your light and you're really living for Christ, 
unbelievers, they don't understand the way you live. They don't understand it. They don't like it because light always exposes darkness. So light exposes sin. And so since they walk in sin, they're not going to like it because your light exposes their sin. So like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. Honestly, they're going to ditch you to to be completely honest because either they're going to get saved (laughs) and they're going to want to do that too, or they're going to be like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore because you're not anything like the world and I don't like it. And you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. You're a Jesus freak. That's what they used to say. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Yeah. I think that's, um, I'm glad you're talking about this because I think, you know, sometimes if, if people have issues in their life or bad thought patterns or things like that, there can be, you know, a lot of it is, is on us, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but one of those things that it could be is, who are you communing with? Who are you surrounding yeah. yourself with? Are they yeah. negative Nancy's, you know, and that's right. what you keep fa- falling into. True. So, you know, I've often said like, Hey, if you start struggling with uh, negativity or depression, but you're always like, you can't like, you have to watch the news or you have to follow these people on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. They might be contributing to that, but the same applies to people in our lives as well. You know, oh, um, yeah, big time. So. If you're around someone who's sharing the love of Christ all the time, encouraging you with scriptures, sh- being, you know, shining for the kingdom, you're going to be encouraged and you're going to be, when you surround yourself with people like that and your whole life will change. So like, honestly, your whole life will change. And what you think about is so powerful because that runs your whole life. Mm -hmm. So what you're thinking about determines everything, how your day goes, determines everything. So if you, like Jeff said, it's so good. If you're surrounded by people that are always, everything's really negative all the time, you're going to start having a bent in thinking that way because that's all you're surrounded with. But when you're surrounded by other people who speak life and are, you know, love the Lord and are filled with the Holy Spirit and have joy, peace, all the nine fruits of the Spirit, you'll start to see that you start to walk in that as well. So there's a reason why God says, come out from among them, be separate. In the Old Testament, God didn't want them intermarrying. Um, You know, there's a reasons why, and God knows, listen, God knows better than we know, and we want it one way, but God clearly tells us, listen, the people of the world don't discern spiritual things and they're not going to understand you and you don't want to run to someone who's going to give you more advice to stay in the flesh. Mm -hmm. You want to run to someone, the word, Jesus, someone you can uh, know that's a believer, not not of this this world. world. And that's what you want to run to. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think. Once, once you become so full of the Lord and you're talking scriptures, all that's the other, that's the other effect of spending time with Jesus is even in the Bible, it says um, the Pharisees were like, they could tell that the disciples had spent time with Jesus. Remember that scripture? Like that we could tell they've spent time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's how it becomes with you. People can tell that you've spent time with Jesus because 
you're not wanting to gossip and you're quoting the the word and you have joy and peace and that's the world doesn't have joy or peace the world has false happiness and the world has false peace jesus said the peace i leave with you not as the world gives jesus's peace is different the joy of the lord is different it's not happiness it's joy so even though i go through hard things my joy is internal and it's set on the lord and that my joy is that even though I go through hard times, I know for all eternity, I'll be with the Lord. I have I have a joy looking unto Christ. The world can't ever have that. So you're different being a Christian. You're, God has set you apart. He has made you holy unto him. So because he's made you holy, that means he he's separated you. He's chosen you. He's called you out from, from among them. So you don't want to be mingling with things that are wrong and mindsets that are wrong because that leaven will it will get into you i mean it absolutely will whatever you spend a lot of time doing you focus on a lot that's going to become your life um so i'm sure your unbelieving friends aren't spending a lot of time <laughs> praying and wanting to go to church and all that stuff so um shine the light for God. And if you're truly living for the Lord, they probably won't want to hang out with you anymore and ask God to bring friends into your life. Ask, say, Lord, would you bring people into my life? Would you bring friends into my life? Mm -hmm. But also to put yourself out there to meet people. So like people sit in their, their room and like never go anywhere and be like, Lord, bring someone into my life. It's like, <laughs> no, go join a church group, join mm -hmm. a Bible study, a small group. You have to also make relationship. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So pray, but also try to make relationships as well with people yeah. that you know that are living for God. You know, mm -hmm. not just because they say they're a Christian, because a lot of people say I'm a Christian and they don't live like it at Living all. carnal lives. Yeah, they don't live like it at all. I mean, yeah. you'll know by the fruit. So, mm -hmm. which is another question, but maybe we can do another. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. We still uh, have questions left. Maybe we hey, can do another next time. I'll, yeah, I'll talk about it next should. time. Next I time I come on, because I, I have another question of how to tell if someone's truly saved. And that's a really, really um, great question with a really great answer. But mm -hmm. um, I'll save it. I'll save it for next time. Yeah. <laughs> People are yeah. like, no. Yeah. No, I'll say it. It'll be I'll what, it what the Bible says about continued again mm -hmm. continued, right next time continued. we'll say how to tell if you're truly saved and what if my spouse isn't a believer do i stay married so we yeah. have some two hot questions for well and two i think too you know because there were some people that weren't satisfied with the last answer of like about homosexuality but i think that of like uh how to tell that someone is truly saved any question about sin suddenly becomes like it all that all kind of falls under that. How can how do you tell someone's truly saved? Um, right. Because if you're making your life about a specific sin that you know the Bible says is a sin, right? Mm -hmm. And you're mm -hmm. making your life part of your identity or all of your identity on that thing, and you also call yourself a Christian, you know, like we see right. um a lot of pastors now where they're like pastors that are like covered in like pride regalia mm -hmm. uh, where it's like suddenly like their identity like that's obviously like part of their identity where they're like i'm a pastor but look at all right. these pride 
things right. behind me, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm pro love and I'm like, yeah, that's actually not the biblical definition of love. And Correct. that's an Correct. important thing to break down. So that Correct. question of how can you tell if someone is truly saved? How can you tell if a believer is truly saved? is kind of an all encompassing. Yeah. Thing. And the scriptures that I, the last episode, the scriptures that I shared, you cannot debate scripture because it's the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. So when the scripture says, talks about sexual immorality, and it says those who partake will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, you cannot get any clearer than that. So the Bible says, clearly the scriptures I read last time is that when you practice homosexuality, those Paul says those do not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So you, even though people may feel, oh, that's unclear, you can't get any clearer than that. Mm-hmm. So just know that the Bible is the absolute truth and the final say in everything. People always have opinions um, and people will say like, like, Jeff said, they'll say love is love, but we know love according to the Bible. I think it's first Corinthians 13, isn't, isn't it? Um, that talks about love is patient. Uh-huh. Love is yeah. kind. Love is long suffering. So if you want to know what love is, go to first Corinthians 13, read what real love is. Jesus made it very clear that he made man and he made woman. They're to leave their families joined together, become one flesh. And so it's not man for man and woman for woman. God is very clear. And what's happened is the opinions have gotten so loud in this generation. And if we listen to people's opinions and we don't listen to the word of God, it's it's the leaven that we just talked about, guys. So if I'm surrounding myself with people who are saying being homosexual is not a sin, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's all I listen to. All I listen to are pe- pastors, teachers, and people on YouTube or in my church, my pastor saying it's not a sin. That's all I'm listening to. I'm not reading the Bible for myself. I'm only listening to them. Of course, you're going to believe that because that leaven has now infiltrated your thought process. And you can't even believe that people would say it's a sin because you've been taught that over and over again. Mm-hmm. But if you read the Bible, it clearly tells you it is a sin. You can't get any clearer than the Bible telling you it's a sin and it should not be practiced. And there's freedom in Christ. And that's the thing. It's not like it's just a sin with no solution. Jesus is the solution. He's come to set you free. He's come to make you born again. He's come to, but by him, you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus and God. And so the Holy Spirit comes and he fills our temple. And what happens is the Holy Spirit comes, reveals truth, but he also convicts us of our sins. So maybe let's say I'm a liar and I've always been a liar. I get born again. The Holy Spirit comes inside of me. Well, the next time I lie, I'm going to feel like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. When my whole life, I've never felt that was wrong. So maybe you're practicing homosexuality your whole life. You've never felt it's wrong. But when you truly get saved, and the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, when you practice homosexuality or think a a thought about, let's say you're a man, you love a man, woman, when you think about that, you're going to feel and you're going to know that's wrong Yeah. because the Holy Spirit is in you and he's convicting you. And if you were honest with yourself and you truly are born again and you're truly a believer, 
and you go to practice homosexuality, you know deep down within yourself that you know it's wrong. You're just ignoring that. You're ignoring that thought. You're ignoring that feeling because you've been told it's fine. But deep down, the Holy Spirit is convicting you. Yeah. And so through repentance, through the process of sanctification, we become clean. We become washed by the water of the word. Our minds become renewed as we read the Bible. The sword of the spirit divides. And pretty soon the sin that we are doing every day, whether it's lying, stealing, cheating, homosexuality, the Holy Spirit comes in, starts to work within us. We get convicted. We know it's wrong. And less and less and less we do it. And as we walk with God, it's a process of sanctification. It's a process of him setting us free. Some people yeah. it's instant and some people it's it's through the walk. So the thing is, is that the Bible is very clear. Um, and it proves again that a little leaven, one little lie or twisting of God's word can really mess with you. Well, yeah. And so, you know, Lauren and I over the years have known several people who uh, have uh, struggled with homosexuality. Mm -hmm. And some of those people have, uh, they've, they've, they've been delivered of that and they're not walking in that anymore. But there are other people who they were like, I'm gay, but I'm a Christian. And, mm -hmm. you know, we would talk about it with them and, and they knew what the Bible said, but our lives as we follow the Lord should progressively more and more and more look like Jesus. Like that Absolutely. should be the, the process. You know, I say often on the show, yes. Jeff a year ago should look different than a Jeff today. And then yes. a year from now, same thing. Um, yes. Measurable, measurable differences. Um, and those can be small, especially if God is really working on something in me that's like, you know, a doozy, uh, but um, sometimes it's big. And, um, yeah. but there should be, a, there should be a sense of forward motion. Yes. Um, but what I have observed a hundred percent of the time is those people that called themselves believers, but they were like, I'm, but I'm gay and it's okay. And there's this mm -hmm. very concentrated effort to justify that sin within their lives. They become unrecognizable, but the opposite direction. So right. it's an inevitability that they do um, because they're, they're still holding on to this as part of their identity. Um, right. And it's that whole idea of come as you are, stay as you are versus come as you are and then change to be conformed be washed, to his image. Be washed, right? be washed, exactly. be clean. So what ends up happening is they do end up abandoning the Lord or they do end up like in giving right. themselves over to that lifestyle completely. Um, and, well, and when, uh, and the sin hundred percent of the time that's happened, we've observed when this, you desire the sin more than the healer. Right. When you desire the sin more than Jesus, of course, you're going to follow that. You're going to follow that sin. So you have to love the Lord and desire the Lord more than you desire that lifestyle. And what's happened is the times in where we're living is you get people claiming to be pastors and leaders and all of this stuff, and they're saying it's okay. And so now there's twisting of the scripture, there's confusion, mm -hmm. and um, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so they're very unstable in their thinking. 
Um, a lot of uh, people with same-sex attraction really struggle with a lot of um, like emotional problems. Like they hate themselves, they feel depressed, they feel suicidal, um, they feel rejected, all of these things because it's this battle. And if they'd surrender and give it to Christ and trust in him to help them and look to him. But, you know, it's just... It's it's really hard the times we live in because there's such yeah. twisting of the scripture. And, mm -hmm. you know, 30, 40 years ago, it was just the scripture was a scripture. And now people take it and make it say what they want it to say. And they ignore the parts they don't like. And right. then they twist the parts they do like. Yeah. It's really, really dangerous. And so if, you know, you're listening to someone like that, that's going to be the leaven. So I would say if you turned off everything and you only read the Bible, and you just read it with no no noise, no nothing, I'm telling you, you would see the truth. Mm -hmm. But it's because you've been taught wrongly. Now, when people get truly saved and come to Christ, we have to, for all these people who've sat under these woke pastors, whatever you want to call them, we have to actually unteach them of all the wrong they've learned. So if yeah. we're like pastors, it's double the work because now they have to unwind all those lies that they've been told and then replace it with the truth of what the scripture is actually saying. Mm -hmm. So pastors now have, they have their hands full. I mean, with, yeah. with all the stuff that's through YouTube and all this stuff, I mean, it can really, really mess with you. So just be careful with what you listen to. Be careful with who you fellowship with, you need to be careful because that little lie can plant a seed mm -hmm. that can totally change your whole walk with God. Yeah. So just yeah. we're living in really deceptive times, which doesn't surprise me because the Bible says in the last days, there will be false teachers, false prophets that, I mean, the Bible tells us um, this stuff. So I'm not surprised, but right. that's why on this show, Jeff, whenever you let me on, I always try to come with the truth of the scripture, even though it's hard. And it sounds so harsh because we've been used to eating so much sugar and candy and twisting of the word that when you hear the truth of God's word, it's like, oh my gosh, that's so black and white. Absolutely. God's word is so black and white. I mean, but since it hasn't been preached, the truth of God's word, you hear it and it's like almost startles you, mm -hmm. but that's that's God's word. It's the yeah. truth of God's word. So yeah. thanks for become, letting me come on and do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I become wary of, of anyone who uh, is preaching a message that God is never going to tell you something that you don't like. Um, oh, yeah, and it, right. they may not say it overtly <laughs> like that, but just in terms of the thing that they condone and right. the messages they preach, it's like this fluffy, like, man, like it, like saying yes to Jesus is the end of yourself. Like it yes. is the end of yourself, but in the, in that you actually find out who you really are because you're joined yes. back with him, but there is, yes. it's not a comfortable process at all. Right. And so oh, anybody yeah. who's just sitting there coddling a certain mindset, uh, you know, that's not the definition of making disciples, um, true right. disciples. So, right, exactly. um, disciples to false doctrine. Absolutely. But, uh, um, yeah, there's it, a lot of those. Sometimes it is unpleasant and sometimes God uh, gives you bitter, bitter pills that you've got to swallow. 
Well, I uh, quoted it before. He got the Bible says the Lord re, um, disciplines those He loves. Right. He is. How does He discipline you through the Word of God? Mm-hmm. He He reveals the the wickedness of our hearts, and He reveals that in us so that He we can repent of it, and He can come in and correct our thinking. And thank goodness He does that. And a lot of times, God does speak to me. It is discipline, like. Most of the time, God God's correcting me a lot. I mean, no matter how long you walk with God, you're always going to be corrected by the Lord because he disciplines those he loves. If you've never been disciplined, then you can question your legitimacy as a child of God. If you've right. never been corrected by God, you have to question, am I truly a child of God? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible clearly says that you're illegitimate if you're not corrected by God. Right. So... Yeah. There's another hard truth. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. all right, Kelsey, I would love for you to pray for people. And we talked about yeah, a lot of different absolutely. things, but just pray as you feel led. Yeah. So father, we thank you for the show today. God, we ask that, um, you, your word would go into hearts, Lord, and that mm-hmm. you would plant the seeds from, from your truth, God, into their hearts, deep into their hearts. Lord, I pray that the well of the Holy Spirit would be filled up, God, so that when they feel dry, Lord, they could look back to you and they could say, God, but yeah, you're so faithful. God, you're so good. God, you're with me. You're leading me. You're guiding me. Lord, I thank you that you discipline us. I thank you that you correct us, God. I thank you that you don't leave us the same, Lord. Thank you for changing our hearts. Thank you for guiding us to to tell us to let go of our old nature, let go of our old ways. God, I pray that you would highlight the word of God in new ways to the people reading their Bibles. Lord, that when they open the word, they wouldn't want to stop God, that it would just fill them up so deeply. Lord, I pray for a renewed desire to study and read your word. Lord, I pray for this generation, God, for the people right now all over the earth. Lord, I pray that your truth would set them free. Mm -hmm. God, that they would come to know the God of the Bible, not the God that some man made up, Lord, but they would serve the God of the Bible. And they would say yes to what you tell us to say yes to, Lord, that they would say no Lord, to what you tell us is not good for us. Lord, I pray that you would protect them and guard them from the evil one. Lord, let all those lies and all those twisting of the scriptures, Lord, that maybe some people listening, um, they've believed those lies. God, I ask that you would come in uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. You would begin to break down those lies by your truth. Lord, thank you for sanctifying us. Thank you for washing us. God, we bless you today. Lord, I pray for those um, who've been having struggles with relationship and fellowship like we talked about today. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would strengthen those relationships. God, where there's been estranged relationships, Lord, I just pray that you would reconcile. God, I pray that you would open doors for people to connect again. Lord, I pray for open doors for people to connect with new friends. Lord, I ask that you would bring believers into their life, God, and you would help um, them make connections with the right people. God, that you would remove even um, the negative voices out of their life, God. 
and you would set them apart for your use. Lord, I ask that you would continue to pour out your spirit. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Continue to pour out your spirit, Lord. Bring them encouragement. Comfort them. Reveal the truth to them, God. Don't let them be weary or downtrodden, Lord. Don't let them look down, but let them look up to you. Lord, let their faces shine like the brightness of the sun. Lord, I thank you for supernatural joy deep in their hearts, God. Lord, let that joy be the place that they rest in, God. We just thank you for what you're doing in all of our lives. All the precious people, God, I know they're at different places. Each one of them is so unique and special to you, God. You see every person. God, you know their exact situation. And Lord, whatever they need, whatever they've been asking, I partner with them, Lord, and I pray for them. Father, I ask that you would give them the desires of their heart. Father, I ask that you would heal their bodies. Father, I ask that you would work on their behalf. Father, I ask for justice in their situations, Lord. Father, I ask that uh, homes would sell. Lord, people that have been sitting and their home has not uh, been sold, Father, I ask right now that you would bring the right buyer and Lord, that their house would sell. But Father, I'm asking for that in Jesus' name. Amen. We bless you today. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. Amen, Kelsey. Um, How can people follow you in a marriage of the lamb ministries? So Facebook is the best place because I just kind of post on there. Um, I'd say that's the best place. Or if you wanted to email me, um, you could email me at marriage of the lamb ministries at gmail.com. I'll try to get back to you as soon as I can. Um, If you have a prayer request or anything, email the ministry. We like to play pray. Me and my husband like to pray with you guys. Um, and that's pretty much it. My life is busy right now. I haven't been really doing, doing too much stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Grace us with your presence and we appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. We love you. So, um, all right. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much. And we'll definitely have to revisit this whole, what the Bible says about dot, dot, dot again. Yes, 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 definitely. Yeah. So everybody, that's our show. Uh, Just a reminder that tomorrow's show is at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And we've got Mandy Woodhouse back. Yay! From Australia. So that's 3.30. So it's an hour and a half later than it normally starts. Um, Also, a reminder, fill out the survey. Link is in the description. Also, I meant meant to mention this before. Yesterday and at the beginning of the show, big shout out to Illumination. She's the one that really headed that up putting together that survey she did an amazing job so click the link take a minute it literally should only take you about a minute select the three topics you want to hear the most of or be a wild card and hit the other and then you can add in your own uh your own spice um so uh everybody have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow at 3 30 p.m pacific time 6 30 p.m eastern time love you guys goodbye This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. 
Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.